0: Buddy, thank you so much for tuning in to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia, and my guest today, Jordana Tobeck. Now, Jordana and I met in a program I was taking called Stretch 22. She was one of the coaches. And from there, we ended up at a retreat together. And from there, (laughs) we really started to become friends. You know, we got to know each other and she does some really cool stuff. So I'm going to let her talk to you about the coolness that she is doing. So Jordana, take it away and tell us a little bit about you and the coolness that you're doing.
1: Oh, I love that. You know what I also love that we had to meet in Austin to realize that you lived in the valley where right? I'm from, and I only lived like 20, 30 minutes from you. <laughs> I didn't know that during stretch. Um, that's what's so great about the Zoom world. So my name is Jordana Toback, and I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. I'm a somatic movement coach, and I work oh. in the realm of trauma healing. Yeah, okay. tell
0: me. So yeah. we're just going to have to roll that back. Okay. I said, I'm a somatic trauma coach.
1: No, I said movement coach.
0: Movement coach. Okay. What is that? So let's just take it all the way back for people who don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> well, I assume people know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, so somatic.
1: Yeah. somatic means of the body. And so obviously like a movement coach would be somebody who coaches you how to move, but somatic implies that there's an emotional healing component to the movement. That's mm. what somatic means. Although soma just means of the body. Okay, carry on. But this is important because not everybody knows that that nice. healing happens through the body, mm-hmm. and that so much of the data and science that we look at now, we understand that you know everyone's talking about neuroscience and the mind, the mindset shifts. But we also understand very deeply and have been very datafied and proven. It's been proven again and again that the body's actually holding the score. Like Preston says, we're a living library. But this is all scientifically proven. So things that happen to you in early childhood actually are recorded by your body and get blocked in the mind. Interesting. So you might not even be aware of these things that happened to you or things that you internalize, let's say.
0: Agreed. And then you don't know yeah. why you act a certain way. You don't know why certain
1: things trigger you and you like lose your shit. <laughs> you don't know why you have a personality that loves to travel. Even good things, good things that take you into adventures and make you brave are also things that are part of your personality, recorded and influenced by things that happen to you in early childhood. Um, so I would say my cool work, the cool work I do is like the internal landscape of unwinding some of the patterning that isn't serving.
0: Mm, okay.
1: And we do that through movement, movement and sound um so that's one of the ways we connect is that you love to move and some of the things we do really I think clear and help us just enjoy more pleasure it's more emotion yes there's more emotion involved when you do somatic movement work more emotion comes up but that also means more everything
0: right well and I I know the thing is right you can't Let's say I've been hurt. I can't say, oh, I'm just going to shut my heart down because I don't want to be hurt anymore. Because when you shut it down, your heart doesn't know, okay, she's just shutting down this little piece. It just shuts down to everything. So it shuts down to the good. It shuts down to the bad. It shuts down to the indifferent. And then depending on how you look at things, there is no real good or bad. It just is what it is. But it's shut. So, you know, and I think that's what a lot of us end up doing. Is shutting down different parts of us due to different hurts, different traumas, different things that have happened, and then you don't know how to open them back up because you made an agreement at some point and you created a belief at some point, and that's it gets that's locked. what's in the subconscious mind that's that's, that's right. the program that's playing, that's right. so it sounds like a lot of what you do. Is tapping into the subconscious mind and saying, Hey, we need to change some stuff, but we're going to look at where it's stuck in the body and change it from that point of view versus
1: let's just sit in my head and talk it out. (laughs) Yeah, because you're not going to choose exactly. You said it beautifully, actually. You're not going to choose the things that are recorded in the subconscious mind. You're not going to choose to change them because they are it's a program that's playing as if it's the truth. So right. why would you even question it? You'd be like, this is the truth. It's what I see. But it's literally an image that you're projecting outward, and it's held in the body, uh, in the nervous system, mm. Okay. as home base, the truth. This is what people do. This is what I do. Uh, this is why people like me. This is why people don't like me. All of those beliefs. Right. And um, yeah, the the I would I find that the only way to, that I've really shifted anything and same for my clients, but let's say just me even is because I've done this body work that ha- I have a different experience of myself that I can trust more than my false beliefs.
0: Interesting. But you have to feel it.
1: You have to feel it.
0: Well, and I think that is really the hard part is even when you make certain shifts is being able to embody it in all the cells of your body and just say, okay, this is like new coding now. You know, and I think we need the things that are going to help us recode. But one thing you said, you know, you said the body keeps score and there's actually a book by Basil Vander...
1: Vandercock.
0: Yeah. and It's
1: Vandercock. No, it's really pronounced Vandercock. Vandercock.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I'm looking at the spelling and I didn't realize that. But anywho, the book is called The Body Club Score. And it's a really good book because I have it.
1: (laughs) It's a good book, but it's a textbook. So you don't recommend you run out to read it like it's interesting. It's very heavy and there's a lot of case studies. Yes. Yes. um, But one of the things I loved... I, I barely got through it, I have to be honest, because the work he did really comes from the assumptions made from the work I've already studied. So I understood he, he's sort of new to people that didn't know the guys way back that I've studied. Mm-hmm. He's new. He's young. He's, young. he's not. You know, he's alive. But what I love about <laughs> like, He's <not> alive. Whereas <laughs> my people are all Zen. Um, Wilhelm Reich is dead. But... Um, The thing I love about Mandarcock is that he really, he says your data as a clinician, as a coach or as a a healer, as a therapist, your data isn't just what you read, it's in your clients. And so I've always really looked at what's working for you in the other seat when we sit with each other. Right. And that's what brings me the most pleasure because I see the most success in the person. If I really just take them as their wholeness and they're, per- they're, they're already whole and complete and what's going to serve them as my data. And you know, I'm trying these things that I understand to work um, and everyone's a little different.
0: Right. And I like that you put that out there because everyone is a little different. I mean, we can all take the same program and get something completely different out of it because the words are the same, the exercises are the same, but what we need as individuals it's a little bit different
1: yeah absolutely but here's the one thing that does unify us completely is that everyone needs connection yes so even when we're doing this work if i'm not like at the beginning of stretch right we're all jumping into these containers we have these small groups i really need like two weeks i'm just getting to know them and i'm just being with them like i'm not You don't know me. You don't trust me. Why would I, you know, what do I have to bring you? What is it going to matter what I bring you if we're not connected yet? Connection takes a second. That's the most important thing is for you to feel connected to people. That's it. That's the most important thing. And we all have blocks against that, by the way. So all the more reason to do this work.
0: Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. okay. We've got a little bit of background
1: Mm -hmm.
0: on the thing. thing. (laughs) Now, Give us some more information on what you do in particular and some of, and um, like some of the different programs that you've been starting off with and whatnot.
1: Sure. Well, um, my specialty, my expertise is in the personality patterns, which are energetic patterns of the body that come in during phases in childhood. So they're referred to in psychiatry um, via Freud, like the oral phase of development, the anal phase, the genital phase. He was describing these phases of development. They also are where our personality starts to come online. And so I studied this work that shows and proves and kind of explains how these patterns come in and why. Mm. And what's so fascinating about it is if you want root cause coaching, if you're coming to a coach or a therapist to get to the root cause of your pain, or what's stopping you that you don't understand, you have to go back to the root cause because the superficial task list isn't going to really shift you the patterning, The patterning is much older. Right. And so what's been serving me as a coach is this work. I mean, I value it. Like, um, it's like my, it's my church in a way is this work that explains the body and how we hold emotional, emotionally based energetic patterns in the body that affect our personality, that create our personality in childhood. So that's my specialty, is really helping people get to the root cause. The nervous system is directly connected to the personality patterns. So the work I end up doing is also very um, recalibrating to the nervous system. So in this way, it's a root cause shift that you're making. It's not just um, mindset shifting. Because if the mindset shifts and the body doesn't agree from old patterning, you could, you could know all the things about yourself and still be like, why can't I get out there to date? Why can't I get my ass on a plane to Paris? All the things I want, I stop myself from doing, or I sabotage right. it. Um, I, I feel like there's like, overwhelm is really common. Resistance, sabotage, um, vicious cycles of staying in bad relationships. Not being able to date, not wanting, you know, wanting connection, but not being able to put yourself out there, things like that.
0: Okay. And then, so, because the audience is women, Mm -hmm. and I know you do a lot of, like, pleasure work and opening up and, like, pelvic floor stuff, maybe we can talk a little bit about that, because, you know, everybody's like, yeah, I have a nervous system. Let's jump into like some sweet spot stuff.
1: Yes. Because <laughs> truly, truly the antidote, here's what I figured out about the sweet spot. You can't have a nervous system alert. You can't be in fear if you're in pleasure. You can't do them at the same time. A doctor, can I say something, Frank? On sure. your show, you can always pray. Yep. My doctor, who is a woman's health of a certain age doctor at this point, he was an OB for 35 years. He's a Beverly Hills doctor. His his name is Dr. Uzi Rice. He said to me, Jordana, do you have an orgasm every day? I was like, every day? And he's like, yes, every day. I said, why every day? And he said, because it tells your body that you're safe. And all the chemicals that come from an orgasm tell your body you're safe. And that overrides stress. And that was the beginning uh, a few years back now of me going, oh, so that." actually will combat my nervous system patterning around kind of being in in a constant state of fight is my pattern, psychopathy. That's my go-to pattern. Everyone has one or two go-to patterns that they kind of live in Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: at a low level. And then the ones they go into when they're really scared and the ones they go into when they're medium scared, like we all have different levels. And if fight is yours, pleasure is... Animal. And for all of them, pleasure is the antidote. It calms the body. It tells the body and it changes the heart rate, everything. So and pleasure. Like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, pleasure. Well, pleasure is key, but you might have, the other aspect of this is you might have blocks against pleasure mm. that are encoded and embedded in the nervous system patterning. Meaning like at the navel, you have a band of tension, blocking the energy from moving. So even if you're getting somewhat turned on or feeling pleasure in your sex, It might get blocked at the navel and then you can't orgasm or you just don't feel it as intensely and so some of the physical work I teach that I know you've done a little bit of melts that armor at the navel melts it there's armor blocking like where we it's called a band of tension because when you um, breathe and hold as a pattern of holding over many years it becomes a band of tension so it has it's on the breath That the holding happens it's on the inhale or the exhale Mm -hmm. but it it, because of the where the where breath moves in the body it holds in different parts of the body one of them is the pelvis one is the root one is the navel here and one is the root if i'm holding a band here and i'm holding here because i'm frozen there how much pleasure can i have if there's painful sex or an inability to orgasm it's not necessarily menopause and hormones it's not most of the time it's this
0: okay and you guys can't see what she just did so
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me show you. So yeah.
0: basically it's Ooh. there is a block either at the root or near your navel. Yeah. Um if if you're having those types of issues. Yeah. Right. And and I know there's there's at least one person out there who's saying, but but are are you saying that that I should, you know, masturbate? I
1: should touch myself
0: yeah um, yeah that's kind of what we're saying <laughs>
1: that's hard, you know what you know what i've learned working with people that have vagina armor or whatever you want to call it armor there there's armor blocks in the sex and above it and people that have that sometimes they go right to yoni egg work right or mm-hmm. work with um vibrators and whatnot and you know yes it can help but if you're having painful sex and if the fear state the nervous system state is frozen and if it's a freeze state in the root it doesn't necessarily help it can really hurt Mm -hmm. and so we actually have to work back and forth between moving the electricity at the pelvic floor and moving all the bands of tension open so the energy can come up and we can feel the pleasure and recognize it as pleasure and not pain right it does involve the brain but all the bands of tension have to be open that means we can't be in a fear state it means we have to be mentally working as well and emotionally working to look at holding our inner children. It's a multi-pronged spoke of the wheel kind of work to get the pain if you have painful sex or a lacking of orgasm.
0: But it also seems to me, yes. and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that you also, whatever it is you're doing, you really need to be present because I think a lot of times when there's fear, you're already, you're thinking in the future of mm-hmm. what's going to happen, mm-hmm. or you're thinking in the past of what mm. has already happened.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: if you're staying in the present and you're just sort of being with what's happening in the present, then I think that also opens a door. Even if it's a tiny crack, I think that opens a door for pleasure to pop its head in. Yes. and. It disrupts
1: you know, the pattern
0: yeah so then it pattern. starts to make the familiar which may be the pain or the inability to orgasm which is the familiar it starts to make that something of a the distant past and then as you're introducing pleasure then pleasure
1: becomes
0: the familiar
1: so you're making mm. the
0: unfamiliar familiar
1: Hmm. yes and how would you know how you can presence during sex if it's sex with someone or alone is breath focusing on breath focusing on the experience of breath focusing on seeing something seeing your lover looking at something seeing something is presence um one of the ways they disrupt when you're having a nervous system alert is to look around the room and see where you are because that brings you into the present moment mm-hmm. from the past trauma that you might be triggered by um but yeah, presence is is like, and I I would think that people would want to know how do you presence, how does one presence if you say present, you're present in the moment. How do you do that? Do you want to share one of the ways you do? Um, a lot. Okay, well, actually,
0: before I started this interview, I had to presence myself because I you know prior to coming on. I was dealing with a situation. I did not want to bring that situation into the interview. So I had to actually sit for a moment and I had to breathe through it and just remember what do I want? Who do I want to be in the next moment and the next moment and the next moment and just keep breathing. And that just brought me present. And then. Not to mention, then I had connection as well, right? So I was looking at the, looking at Jordana, and that was also bringing me present because it's like here, here she is; she's right here with me, and I want to be right here with her. So yeah,
1: that's, so good. That's... <laughs> that is actually one of the things, especially for a dorsal shutdown or dorsal collapse—they call it uh, oral collapse, dorsal shutdown. Uh, connection is one of the antidotes for that nervous system state, meaning um, once you've validated that you know you're in a, ner- a fear state and you, you can hold yourself for a second, it's really important to reach out and say, hey, can you, like, I, I just call someone and say, can you just talk to me? I, I, it would be better if I could see them because that would force me to presence even more. But even just hearing someone's voice and have them talk about something else other than what I'm in,
0: and mm-hmm.
1: it's gone. Like I can really just, it's gone because I'm in the moment. Right. In connection. Um, And we do have to be, we have to curate who we call in those moments. Yeah. (laughs) Because not everybody is able to handle it, but.
0: Well, that's true. And, you know, and I think as women too, we think, oh, I don't want to burden anybody with my issues. And, but when you are able to discern who's in your circle, That you can talk to, then you are not a burden to that person, because they're there for
1: you. You know. Yeah, and also, Um, what has served me too is not to even talk about myself in those moments. Like, I don't really want to talk about what I feel at those moments. I've already seen what's what the movie's gonna look like, and I I don't I don't really want to go into it. I already know what how the movie ends, and so I'm like, I know where my body's taking me. And I called my best friend recently and was like, just tell me about your divorce. Tell me it's gonna be okay. Tell me what happened and she didn't say all nice things either. She was like great I'll talk about Doug and she just talked about it and I could sort of feel the truth of her and our reality our 20 Sorry our 50-year friendship. We've known each other since we're five and I was just like present. I was I was done with this like fight or flight like I'm gonna die feeling in my body Yeah presence
0: So Let's move into a practice that um you started doing recently because it was very interesting that a bunch of people <laughs> who mm-hmm. were on retreat with us were reading um The
1: Magdalene manuscripts. The
0: Magdalene, yeah, the Magdalene manuscripts. And then yeah. those who weren't, it's like, well, what's that? I wanna <laughs> know. I wanna know. <laughs> so then a bunch of us started reading it and we started yeah. a group. Yeah. And within that, she goes through and well the whole book is channeled, so I actually have to say take what you want leave the rest, right? Um and that's generally how I do most things. It's like yeah. Take what same. you need leave the rest.
1: Same,
0: yeah. But um yeah, she goes through and she talks about these exercises that she would do and how she'd move energy through mm-hmm. her body mm-hmm. and bring pleasure and and but just not bring pleasure but be pleasure mm. you know so it's like she was embodying pleasure through allowing um energy to move through her body mm-hmm. so in reading that I thought, that is so cool i must do this you know yeah. so i started doing it on my own but then within the group because jordana is also um yoga
1: instructor right
0: you know yes but like i
1: teach everything but yeah, yeah. i had hot kundalini yoga for like almost 30 years now yeah so which is what she's talking about she's talking about kundalini yoga
0: so jordana started yoga. um teaching us this practice and so now you know there's a group of us who got together we were discussing the book like we had our own little book club type thing and then we started doing the practices and stuff. So maybe, um, just for, for the audience, just explain Definitely. to them a little bit about, um, the practice and how it really helps to move pleasure through your body mm-hmm. and open and, and not necessarily like, um, it's not necessarily sexual pleasure. Cause I think when we say pleasure, you think, a lot of people think in terms of sex all pleasure is not sexual although the pleasure can up. be se- okay pleasure all pleasure is not sexual but sexual stuff can be very pleasurable yes but on the flip side of that for some people all sexual things aren't pleasurable so i think sometimes we have to maybe take sex out of the equation when we talk about pleasure in you know, in some instances, and then add it back in mm. to understand that yes, they can. I know you guys can't see me because I'm doing a thing with my hand.
1: Well, the thing that she's <laughs> talking about, they can't see your hand gestures. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> the thing that she's talking about is pleasure from your own presence in your own body. That's one, but she's also in the channel. She's describing. The Kundalini, which in is in every practice of martial arts, yoga, um, any spiritual practice where there's movement, they're, they're talking about this mysterious life force energy as being at the base of the spine because that's where life begins Mm -hmm. in a woman's body with the help of man. Um, so it, because that's the case the life force, the chi, they call it all those things, kundalini sexual energy um, is like a coiled snake at the base of the spine. So she's basically referencing in the Magdalene manuscript that that energy is energy potential for pleasure. Yes, it's, it's, it deals with the sex because it moves through your sex to get to the next chakra, to the next Mm -hmm. area or plexus of the body. but it doesn't have to be sexual it's sexual energy so it's the energy of life and life does require sex in order to be started right so there's a sexual component but you don't have you don't have to be having sex or thinking about sex to feel pleasure in your body you don't and what happens is though if you if you free up the area and you free up these bands of tension which is part of the practices Part of the practices she describes are about opening these bands of tension, uh, spinning the chakral discs in these areas where tension can exist. So she's going through and we're consciously opening them and moving energy up from the base of the spine in order to feel the movement or the trauma release or whatever you want to call it. It's a movement of energy and electricity as pleasure. That's what she's basically talking about. And the way that she did it was that she was educated in the way to do it with herself and to show Yeshua, Jesus, who this is where it gets like people get very offended by this, that she showed him how to be her lover and how they together could share the movement of this energy in all these different, very complex and um, interesting ways, not just sexually, though it has to do with, your aura and how how far the aura expands and how you share an aura and how you bathe in each other's orbs. Now these auras and orbs are measurable in science. Mm-hmm. They're like um, measured by the heat and how far heat emanates from the body. That's what she's talking about. She's not talking about something she's made up in her head. We're actually, they're actually measurable electromagnetic field pulsations that come off of the body, especially at the heart is the strongest. Stronger than the sex is the heart electromagnetic field. And so she taught Jesus how to also be with hers, right? So she knew she was trained in these sacred sexual ways as a priestess of Isis. And she taught Jesus how to do that with her because then it doubles the energy and increases the frequency. And this is how she explains, although this can be very hard for anyone who's grown up in religion, um, you know, certain kinds of rigid religion, I would say. Yeah. Um, Jews, Jews, Christians alike, Catholics, Protestants, everyone, um, might take fault with this, but that is that um, she helped him raise his frequency so that he could rise from the dead and be this remembered, like, you know, like a um, healing that we all can experience Christ consciousness is because of this, according to her and according to the book, um, that they both together raised his frequency. Through the practice of sacred sex, but the practices aren't all sexual. Some of them are things that you can do alone. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. And the book is actually—it's a very good read. Uh, yeah. And I still, there's still parts of it that I I need to get through, and there are other parts of it that I want to go over again because for me, I, um. I love I love to read, right? But at the same time, I'm usually <laughs> And this is, it's neither good or bad. It just is. I tend to read several things at the same time.
1: No, me too. I dabble.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I'll get halfway through a book and then I'll start another book because my attention has shifted. And I don't, like I said, I don't view that as good or bad. It's just sometimes that's what I need in my life at a particular time when I pick up a particular book. Yeah. And I know, actually, I know a lot of people like me, so. You know weird. yeah, I would say I'm the same the nerd you know the nerd the nerd in some of us does exist, and that is how it presents
1: <laughs> right, and I don't know all I'm these things
0: proud of my nerd, so hey, um, but yeah, it's just I think that it's a very interesting practice to really understand that you can raise your vibration. Just through doing some of these exercises and feeling your own energy. And I think as you're able to feel your energy move through your body, it allows you to experience your body differently. Because mm-hmm. I remember there was a time when, you know, different people I would follow. was like, you need to be in your body. It's like, I'm in my body. What what are you talking about? I'm I, it's It's right here. Minute. And that used to, honestly, that shit used to piss me off a lot hearing you need to be in your body because it's like i don't know what you mean i i exist my body exists therefore i am in my body and as i've grown and learned different things i started to understand mm. what they were talking about because then i'd have other people that i worked with it's like well where do you feel that in your body it's like i oh, don't fucking know
1: really <laughs> no, what do you but- what do you experience now though
0: Well, now it's, I am more connected to my body and I, I stop and really start to notice, am I having a particular feeling anywhere in my body? Is Mm -hmm. there a sensation? Is something happening somewhere? And sometimes there really isn't, you know, but sometimes there is. And it's, and, but what I realized for me, it was about slowing down Mm -hmm. and turning inward And noticing. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing was starting to notice. And then I could connect more because there's certain things that I just did. Um, I guess on instinct and didn't realize that I was moving stuff through because sometimes, you know, I turn on music and I'm just dancing, but that's, that's like, I'm doing it because I love to do it, but it's a thing. Y'all, it's a thing. Uh-huh. it's actually moving energy through your body as you're dancing yes. yeah. and
1: you're enjoying yourself so it's electricity i mean we're made up of electricity if we didn't have messages going up and down our spine into the brain and back down not, you know how could we get the messages to the glands i mean it's all through electricity we're electromagnetic beings meaning any electricity including light bulbs like all of this affects us because we are electricity it's why phones affect us. It's why computers affect us. Um, yeah, so it's it's, it's, it's a, all, our electromagnetic pulsations.
0: It's all quite interesting.
1: And when you dance, you're creating electric charge. That's why if you dance all night, you feel high after, and people look at you and you look like, you know, like kind of a radiant being. You look more radiant because there's more electricity moving through you.
0: See? And how many people knew that? I didn't know that. I don't know. You know, but
1: it's
0: it's just one of those things that sometimes you just have to pay attention again and listen to and notice what you naturally do. Because your body is going to lead you a lot of times to do what it needs you to do. Right. And so just pay attention to that. So if you're having this urge, it's like, I really want to move. I want to move. I I, want to dance.
1: Put on the music
0: and dance. And just do it because that's what your body wants you to do, Mm -hmm, right?
1: mm -hmm.
0: Um, So, yeah. Yeah,
1: especially if you, like, well, one of the things we talked about that we can sort of, we could probably talk about this again, I think, um, as we round, round up here, but we're talking about sexual energy, right? And pleasure. And why is dancing pleasurable? Like imagine no one can see you. You get pleasure from it, right? That's part of the movement of energy that we need that is somatic. It's part of it in the most simplistic way. Yes, the movements can get more complicated, but they can also just be jump up and down for a minute. And then see how you feel after. You're gonna feel better than when you started. Why? Why is that, you know? So
0: if you can um <laughs> I don't know, give the audience like some simple movement type thing that they could do that maybe you told a client or something Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, what would you give them?
1: I would be, I would say shake your hands and don't shake them without purpose. Like if you're feeling agitated, frustrated, you're at work, you can't actually jump up and down and do a bunch of things. I tell people if they're in that kind of situation, just to shake your hands, like you're throwing your hands forward in front of you. And I say that because the heart area, this electromagnetic field, is the one that needs to be, or is the strongest, and it's the one that could use the most help and will sort of affect you most immediately if you add to it. So you're sort of thinking of the field around you that traces around your shoulders the part of you that emanates out and you just shake into that. So you're just throwing your hands in front of you and shaking your hands in front of you. If that's too complicated based on the fact that you can't see me, just shake your whole body and shake (laughs) it. And if you do that, if you do that like at your desk and you're just shaking, no one's going to really just looks like you're just shaking something off your hands. But if you do it for like a minute and you just shake and you let your spine shake and you let your throat shake and then you stop, you can really feel that something moves in you. Something will change. Whatever's going on at that moment before you started will turn into something else.
0: So, is that something you suggest that somebody does if they're frustrated or if they're feeling anxiety or if they're in fear or maybe like all three?
1: What what situations would you do that in? Yeah. Um, I would do that for frustration when you know you can't respond in the moment to something that's just come into your field and you're pissed. Shake it off kind of thing, but shake it into your container. Like shake off whatever you need to get to to bypass, to get to clarity, you got to shake. Anxiety, panic, things that are really getting you worked up, you have to go a little further to get your heart rate to come down. Mm -hmm. I would say jump up and down. Like you have to get the heart rate up so then it will come down to ventral and you'll calm down to calm anxiety, to calm Uh, a racing heart that's racing with either fear or anger. You'd have to jump up and down, so like jumping jacks even. But but move, like part of you wants to move. If you go into fight or flight, part of you actually wants to hit and run. So if there's a way you can get to a bed and hit, hit. If there's a way you can go run around the block, do it. You're gonna come back and feel your heart rate start to slow down and come back into a state of normalcy, safety, Containment I would call it. Calm ish. Usually. Okay. And then you can find your breath and like maybe maybe make a different choice. Um those two things. For something easy, just like frustration, I would shake. And something more heightened, like panic or fear, or anger, I would hit or run. Literally run, run around the block.
0: Okay. So you heard it here, (laughs) y'all. And obviously, if, if it's happening at work and you can't do all of that, head to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah,
1: and do like a silent scream. You can do like a silent scream in the bathroom. Like, um, uh, like just a, uh, you open your mouth really wide and you do a big exhale as if you're going to yell, but you don't. You just exhale. <sighs> so if no one's in there, just open your mouth really big and push the air out. Afterwards, you just feel like, oh. Okay, I'm here. I do
0: I actually do that on roller coasters. Like sometimes, you know, when you get the roller coasters and like itch, itch inch, 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 and then you get to I don't the go top on roller Really? Uh-huh. And then right when you start to like almost like feel like you're doing that free fall, I uh-huh. just open my mouth <laughs> like I'm gonna scream, but nothing actually comes out, but it feels like I, I did the scream. And it just—it's so exhilarating. Well, but I love roller coasters anyway. Um, a little bit of a, an adrenaline junkie, but when you do that's a, a whole silent other thing. without
1: the roller coaster, do you feel the same thing?
0: Um, I can't really say that I have done a silent scream without the roller coaster.
1: Let's try it. Let's try it, and then and tell the tell the audience, okay? Inhale. I'm gonna do it.
0: It's not, I can't say that it's the same type of exhilaration. as uh-huh. when I'm like refalling falling down a roller coaster, but. but it does, well, you hear me laughing, right? So it, it did though, just the whole act of doing it brought up kind of a sense of joy and it just made me laugh, right? So it took away any tension that I might've been feeling. So I guess that is something else that, you know, in a moment, I can Mm. do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if y'all, if you work from home, jump up and down, turn on.
1: If you work from home, jump up and down. And
0: then you don't even have to, you know, turn up the music and scream. You don't have to do a silent scream, just scream. You can be like my neighbor's kid. She screams at the top of her head anytime she feels like it.
1: That's right. like,
0: We can all do that at some point in time.
1: Yep. Well.
0: So how can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do or work with you or find out anything else about what else you have to offer?
1: My, um, I'm often on Instagram talking about the personality patterns and my Instagram handle is Jordana Che underscore J-O-R-D-A-N-A-C-H-E Jordana Che underscore. Okay. I'm there on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Same name. I think I'm on Facebook as just Jordana Toback, T-O-B-A-C-K. But my my, my Facebook is just sometimes thrown in from my Instagram and TikTok. So I'm really on Instagram and TikTok. And I uh, that's where I sort of connect with people the most. Yeah. Find okay. me there. Sounds Ask me good. any questions you have or reach out.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you. I
1: appreciate hanging out with
0: you. Too.
1: I love that I love getting to see you on Sundays. And also in Port Marco Polo too. And we should hang out in the valley. Yeah, in definitely.
0: LA. So yeah. um one thing before I like sign off and let her go. Jordana's always taking pictures of herself doing a cold plunge. So <laughs> I am actually gonna go cold plunge at her place. Yes. And see what that's like, because it just does not sound appealing, but you know, it's a, I I know my new phrase, it's a thing. It's
1: (laughs) a thing. It really is a thing. You sound like Michelle says that. It is a thing though. It really is a thing. (laughs) And so, yeah. Change your mood mood completely. And when I'm getting tired at the end of the day, I have like a low energy thing around four because I have low thyroid. I get it. I get back into it. It's much warmer by then. But I get back in and then I can like make dinner and be with my daughter and stay connected till she goes to bed. And then I get in bed at like
0: 830.
1: Oh. No. <laughs> that's when I go to sleep. Um, yeah, that's that's the deal. You've got to come over to the ice bath. We'll do another one then. We'll Sounds do another good. chat then once you've done that. All, All right. right,
0: guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Jordana, thank you for being here with me. And. I'll see y'all the next time or well you'll hear me all the next time, you know what I mean. Alright. Bye. Thank you for having me. <laughs>